Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, sitting here with my uh, amazing co-host, who has uh, finished seeing 74 different patients today, <laughs> Dr. Melson Ravello. <laughs> Not 74. It was like 72. <laughs> Come on now. Like there, was like, I, there was like a line of people through this office today. It was insane. Yeah, it was a it was a busy day, but we had a good team on today, and everybody was very helpful and team approach. We got it. We got it done. That's all you can ask for. Yep. But yeah, it was it was packed. It probably wasn't seventy four, but <laughs> but it seemed like there was a lot of people. It was it was. Well, that's why we are going to talk today, since we are operating like crazy, about how to prepare if you are a patient, how to prepare your home, your family your life for plastic surgery. Yes. And this is not a small topic. This is probably almost as big a deal as the actual surgery is because we can only do so much. We do a lot in surgery, but a lot of the end result comes from the post-operative care that the patient does. 100%. And I, I only know this because recently I had a patient who was having surgery and one of the comments from somebody who knew them was like, well, who's going to take care of them after surgery? And I said, I don't know. I think, you know, the, the spouse is going to do it. Yeah. And the response was, I, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but I think that's the last person <laughs> on earth I'd want taking care of me after surgery. <laughs> I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, He's like, you better get a nurse or something. Somebody's got to help. Somebody's got to help this patient. I mean, it's true. It's critical, especially right after surgery. So, you know, I give my patients these nice handouts at their pre-op, and it has this huge checklist and instruction list on what to do before surgery and how to get ready and what to take care of afterwards. And I think most of them just, like, throw it out the window on their way home (laughs) because I don't think anybody actually reads it. But it is pretty important. So what are the things that you need to do to prepare for your aftercare? It starts before surgery. And one of my favorite things that I like to ask my patients, because Monday is one of my big operating days, is when I do most of my surgery, so it's Monday. So I come in 7.30 on a Monday and I ask my patient, how was your weekend? Did you rest or did you get through your to-do list? And usually the answer is, oh, I did my to-do list. Because that's sort of the thing, especially us women, you know, you have this huge to-do list. So you make sure your house is cleaned. You make sure that the trash is taken out. You like get through that list so you don't have to do any of that after surgery. For sure. And that that's a big deal. Uh, you want to be kind of in the mindset that I am going to be a patient yes. now and you have to che- you have to change gears mm-hmm. especially for all of our you know type A personality you know crazy busy people it's really hard it is to downshift hard it is it'd be it's hard for me very to downshift. hard to just stop working and be a patient right stop working and let others take care of you is very hard, especially if you're feeling not too bad after surgery, you feel like you can do more, then you probably should. Okay, so what are we going to do before surgery? What do you tell your patients to do before surgery to get ready for after surgery? Well, I tell them they're going to need a helper. 
They need somebody that's going to take care of them the night after surgery. They have to be with them for, you know, basically the whole night after surgery. The next day, usually they're okay. But I say, you got to have some, somebody on board. Absolutely. You know, if they have kids, they have to figure out who's going to take care of the kids. You have to recognize that during the healing period, you're not going to be able to do the things that you normally do, like take care of the house, make dinner, like all that stuff goes 100% by the wayside. Right, absolutely. And that's sort of a, a rule that we have here in our surgery center, but I apply it to anywhere that I do surgery. You need an adult, someone who will take care of you ideally 24 hours, but at least that night after surgery, after having general anesthesia. Because anything can happen. You might think you're fine. You get up to go to the bathroom. You slip and fall. And no one's there to help. No one's aware that maybe you now have a bleeding issue or you bumped your head. You need an adult with you that night after general anesthesia. Hard stop. I will not do surgery. I will not send a patient home if they do not have someone with them after surgery. Correct. You want to prepare the house, too, to make it easy yes. for you to live there. It, you know, First of all, if you're going to so – a lot of our patients do go to aftercare where you know that's a great option to go with a nurse to an aftercare facility where they can give you medications, make right. sure everything's cool, take care of your drains if you have them, all the things that come up with plastic surgery. But if you're going directly home, then you want to have – the food that you need, mm-hmm. you want to have the the you know gauze dressings, whatever you're going to need to. If you're having a blepharoplasty, you want to be able to ice your eyes down. If you're having, you know, a uh, any kind of upper facial procedure, which a lot of those folks go home, then you want to have things available that are going to make your time at home comfortable and easy so that you don't have problems. So you don't have problems. Um, For my patients, we know I do a lot of body work. Make sure that you have a comfortable sitting, sleeping, resting position. You're going to be in what we call the beach chair position. So the back up, the legs and feet elevated. Kind of imagine you're sitting in a beach chair on the beach. That's the position you're going to be in for the first week. And so a lot of my patients do set up a little sofa situation or a recliner situation or do something with their bed ahead of time because they know that that's what they're going to need afterwards. Even if you're not having a tummy tuck, just having extra pillows on your bed, maybe setting up a couch or a recliner in the living room where you can sort of have a recovery space to yourself. All that is very helpful to have set up ahead of time. Yeah, and you want to have your medications worked out. You need to read through the read the materials that your surgeon gives you. (laughs) Read the materials that your surgeon gives you. Believe it or not, we actually put thought into those things. At least I did. I didn't just pull it off the internet. I actually sat down and wrote these instructions specifically for my patients because this is what they need to do. Um, The medications is super critical. We all give our patients the prescriptions ahead of time. The idea being that you get your prescriptions, your pain medicine, your antibiotics filled ahead of time so that you don't have to stop on the way home from the hospital to pick up medications. Or God forbid, because I've had this happen, the pharmacy is out of, of narcotics. That happens not infrequently. They just don't have the narcotics. It's like this whole thing. Yeah, and that, now that, here you are. It's big a big deal. Now. It's yeah. a big issue. The pharmacies don't carry large supplies of narcotics and they won't tell you over the phone. You can't call and be like, hey, do you have Percocet in stock? They won't tell you over the phone. So I've had patients post-operatively going from pharmacy to pharmacy to pharmacy because they can't get the narcotics. Now, if they'd been filled ahead of time, we could have sort of stopped this issue before it became an issue yeah and and that's that's really important that all these things get worked out who's going to drive you to post-op appointments who's going to take you 
you know, uh, to see the surgeon, you know, the day after surgery or, you know, even a week after those things, you know, you have to tell your work, you're not gonna be able to come into work. Yes. I, I mean, all those things have, you have to be prepped and ready. I, these, I know this stuff sounds <laughs> like super common sense, really common sense, <laughs> sort of like it's not an issue, but yeah. it's an issue. And you know, I mean, even for like, obviously you would think the type A people would be the ones that would have all of this lined up and a lot of them do, but some of these type A people, myself included, we're so busy doing our lives that like the aftercare sort of becomes an afterthought because we're just trying to get everything ready and tucked away just to get to surgery that we'll like, oh, we'll deal with the aftercare when we get there. That's right. But but you got to have some of this stuff planned out ahead of time. And it makes it better. It makes it way better. I mean, your recovery really needs to be that because the longer that you are swollen, the longer or the more that you move the longer you'll be swollen. These things will affect your ultimate cosmetic outcome, which is not ideal. That's why we're doing the surgery. We want you to have the best outcome possible. And as hard it is as it is, you have to slow down and let your body heal. The other thing that I have had, I didn't realize I was going to have to tell people this, but um, my uh, patient population is like 20% attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> like for whatever reason, I just have a ton of lawyers that come to me for, for surgery. And when they're home recovering and they're on drugs, they think this is a great time to get through some work. I mean, it kind of is, right? You got your laptop. No one's bothering you. I can finally catch up on those emails. Like, what could go wrong? What could go wrong is you're on narcotics and you can't lawyer while you're taking drugs. And they, I swear to God, one one patient came back. I was like, "Hopefully, you weren't like doing your work." She was like, "I settled like five cases." I was like, "Well, did you do a good job?" She goes, "I think I kicked some ass." I was like, "I hope so." I said, "I told you, no lawyering on drugs." But that's the thing. You do really think that like you're doing a good job. I had a patient two weeks ago tell me the same thing. She was like, you know, after my last surgery, I was like on a conference call on day two and I thought I was oh like killing it, like doing great. And then like, you can't tell. after the conference was done, one of her coworkers emailed her and was like, are you okay? Like you were super off. <laughs> You cannot do it. You don't know. You don't. Just, I thought I was killing it. You weren't. You were not. In those cases, you settled. You, you, no wonder you settled them because you asked for like eight dollars. Well, I think we should settle this for eight dollars. Okay. Yeah. Now you have to understand. You cannot work just because you have the time. Right. You, are, you right. must be a patient. Yes. Turn on the Netflix. Let it run. Binge. You know some Ozarks or something you haven't seen. Something cool and let the time go by so you can do the healing properly. Absolutely. And circling back to how we started about who's going to take care of you, choose that person wisely. It might not be your spouse. There's a good chance it won't be your spouse. And if your spouse is the kind of person that stresses you out more than helps you in general, maybe you don't have that person. You know what? Maybe go to the aftercare facility. <laughs> Listen, my wife has plastic surgery and I, I am not her pick because mm. she's like, no, you're a doctor. I need a nurse. I need somebody who's going to yeah. take care of me. That's true. You're used to bossing people around it's to take true. care of people. After they, <laughs> like in the OR, you're great. And I'm all about that. But like I need somebody who's going to take care of me. And it's a whole different animal. Totally you have to know that. different. You need somebody who's going to be able to you know get you soup and make 
make things nice and yeah, be, you take know, not, care of you. Not look around for who's yeah. you know, carrying out these orders. Yeah, we're not the best at that. No. <laughs> we're that. great at writing orders. <laughs> yeah, change the uh, drains every, you know, drain the drains every, you know, six to eight hours. Like, yeah. No, you need to do it. Oh, oh you wait, want me, me to drain the drains? Hang on a what? second. That's, hold on. No, 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 no. I put the drains in. That's my thing. <laughs> so you got to recognize who you're asking to do this job. Very important. Yes. And again, read your paperwork. Read the instructions. That's, and these podcasts are helpful. Like That's why we have like post-op instructions for yes, rhinoplasty, post-op yeah. instructions for breast augmentation, and our famous episode on drop-in fluff. <laughs> you, know, you have to know all that stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else about prepping? No. Read your instructions. It really makes it easier. <laughs> I think that we could have done this podcast in like one sentence. <laughs> Read the post-op instructions. It will help yes. you. Yes. Okay. Read, well, Thank you well, very much. Let's well, let me just clarify that. Read your post-op instructions before surgery. <laughs> maybe so <laughs> yes. you know like I and maybe we should clarify that because there are it's true. there are read them before surgery. Pre-op instructions of things to do to prepare for surgery, but also read your post-op instructions before surgery. That's yeah, helpful. No, you have to. Because yeah. if you're going to go home while you're like the healing and just had anesthesia, you're not going to get yeah, what you're yeah, looking at. Yeah, not at all. Cool. Well, I think that about tops it off. Any questions, obviously, you can always reach us at our websites or at the office and give us a, a buzz. But this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496 and Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. 
My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.